Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. What's up everyone, welcome to episode 138 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison and you are in the right place for proven practical advice on how to grow a successful paid membership website. Today, we're talking all about community. Now you'll have often heard me said when it comes to memberships that members will come for the content but they'll stay for the community. The content is the headline stuff, it's the thing that gets them through the doors but an active community is the glue which holds a successful membership together. That's where your members will form relationships, where they'll receive and give support, where they'll build connections and even make lifelong friends. It's things like that which will keep people subscribed to your membership for months and years to come, long beyond the point at which they've done consuming your content. However, starting a community from scratch can be daunting. Which platform should you use? How do you actually get members to participate? What do you do to avoid your community becoming a ghost town? Getting initial momentum for your community is key to becoming successful long term. So in this episode, I want to give you some of my top tips and proven tactics for getting started with your membership community. First and foremost, I always recommend that you use an on-site forum platform. What I mean by that is a forum software that is hosted as part of your membership website rather than a separate platform that's controlled by someone else. So when it comes to the community side of memberships, this is by far the biggest question we get. What platform should we use? More specifically, the question tends to be, should I use a Facebook group or should I use a traditional online forum? While a Facebook group may be the easiest and most attractive option to create, there are several reasons why having an online forum is preferable, and I've gone into a lot of that in past episodes. We've got the links to past episodes and articles where we discuss the pros and cons of Facebook groups versus online forums over at the show notes for this episode, so if you want to dive a little more into that debate, head over to themembershipguys.com forward slash 138 for all of those related links. But overall, you'll find that we are very much fans of having your own on-site hosted forum platform rather than a Facebook group that you ultimately don't really control. One of the definite downsides to having a Facebook group is that the process of actually getting people into the community becomes a little more disjointed. When you have an on-site forum platform, your members get immediate access into that community, which gives you a better chance that your members will actually jump in. And if you're using forum solutions like BB Press or Envision Power Solutions, then you can more closely integrate that with your main membership site. So the member experience as a whole becomes a little more fluid, it flows a little better. And this is key to actually getting your members to take part. So tip number one is to use an on-site forum platform rather than something like a Facebook group or a Slack channel. Not everyone's going to agree with that, but I certainly do recommend if you're on the fence, heading over to themembershipguys.com slash 138 
and checking out some of the related articles and podcast episodes where we've really gone into this debate. That'll help you make a decision as to whether a foreign platform that you host on your own site is better for you. Second tip is to use a seed group. So when you're creating a membership site, you will reach a point shortly before launching where you're probably going to run some sort of beta test whereby you enroll a small group of members either for free in exchange for them testing or at a dramatically reduced rate. The main purpose of this is to have them extensively test everything out on your site. So those testers could essentially become the seed group for your community too. So you actually task them with starting and participating in discussions so that when the doors open to your site, there's already momentum within the community. Now, if you're not running a beta test, then you could recruit a seed group from your existing network, connections, friends, existing clients, or people on your email waitlist. So again, you get that initial activity taking place so that when your doors open publicly, there's already conversations going on. People aren't walking in to an empty community. Third tip is to start small in terms of how many forum sections you have. Now, there's a temptation when you set up your membership forum to go crazy with the number of different sections and subsections that you've set up. Our tip is to start small and scale up as needed, rather than creating a separate section in your forum for every conceivable topic that you think your community may want to discuss. And don't be all business either. Make sure you create a section for off-topic conversation too, because those more relaxed, casual conversations will often be a much easier inroad for new members to jump into and start posting. You know, it's far easier to chime in with your opinion on the latest episode of Game of Thrones than it is to chime in with your opinion on the economic shifts going on in China. (laughs) If you are all business all the time, it can be a little more daunting for new members joining, especially if your membership has been a few months old and, you know, you already start to establish some regular posters it can be very off-putting for somebody new to jump into more serious discussions. So think about those off-topic, low-hanging fruit conversations too. In terms of quantity, as in how many different sections you should have in your forum, I would say you're going to want to have no more than six to eight sections to begin with. The main exception to that would be if you're putting your actual membership content and courses, workshops, all that sort of stuff inside your community too. Now, that's a different conversation altogether. We tend to prefer having the content side of your membership separate. But if you are putting everything into your forum, then obviously you're probably going to have more sections. But if your community is just going to be for actual community, as opposed to content delivery, six to eight sections as an absolute maximum is where you should be starting with. And then if the need does arise for you to expand on the number of forum sections, then you can do so when the time is right, rather than trying to spread that initial member base and those initial conversations over 40 to 50 different sections. It's going to make your community look far less active than it might actually be. Tip four is to have realistic expectations for what level of interaction and engagement people are likely to have in your community. You know, success and failure These things are all relative. Often when people think that they've been unsuccessful or they haven't achieved something, it's actually because they've had unrealistic expectations. The same goes for building your membership community. So we usually see this manifest itself where people will post things like, well, 
you know, I've got a hundred members, but only 20 or 30 of those are actually posting. What am I doing wrong? Again, it's all relative. You know, there's a general rule of thumb when it comes to community engagement that's called the 1% rule. And this comes from the fact that typically only around 1% of your members will be what you would call power users. So these are guys who are visiting your site several times a day. They're actively starting discussions. They are helping to drive the community. That's a very, very, very small percentage of your membership base are going to be those type of power users. And you certainly should be one of those power users yourself. So 1% of your members will be those heavily active, proactive power users. You'll find around about 8 to 9% will be just regular, normal users. So they'll visit your site maybe two or three times a week. They'll tend to reply to conversations more than they'll actually start conversations themselves. And then you have about 90% of your community will be lurkers. So they'll be regularly visiting and consuming, but rarely, if ever, participating or maybe they'll pop up from time to time but they're perfectly happy just sitting back and getting their value from reading what other people are talking about they don't need to post in order to extract value from your membership but because you're not seeing them taking part you're considering their inactivity to be a failure so again it's all relative so don't fall into the mistake of thinking that just because all of your members aren't feverishly posting in your community that your community is off to a bad start. It could very well be that you're on the right path. It's just, again, all relative and it's a case of scaling your member base. Next tip is to lead by example and drive the community yourself. As the founder and the standard bearer for your community, it stands to reason that you should be the ultimate power user. If you can't be bothered posting in your forum, why should others? Showing up is one of the most impactful things a membership site owner can do. And that goes double for your community. Now, this doesn't mean you need to live in your forum 24-7, but making it part of your daily routine to visit your community at least twice a day, start new conversations, reply to posts, answer questions, welcome new members. This will go a long way to ensuring the future success of your membership. Tip number six is to make sure that your community is a key part of your actual membership content. A great way of encouraging community participation is to find ways of having your forum crossover with your core membership so the place where you deliver the content where your courses are and all that sort of stuff so this could involve setting up specific topics or forum sections where people can discuss individual courses and specific content from your membership or maybe even putting some or all of your membership content into the forum itself Maybe it's having a regular forum thread where people can submit questions in advance for your live training or encouraging members to start introduction threads, progress logs, journals and diaries as part of your initial onboarding strategy. Try to find ways of really making your community an integral part of the membership experience rather than it being a separate ring-fenced area of your membership that doesn't interact and doesn't figure into any other part of what's inside your membership site. So again, this could be things like, you know, if you're bringing in guest experts into your community, perhaps the only place people can submit questions for them is inside the community. 
Maybe it's things like having an Ask Me Anything thread once a month, where perhaps even you bring in guest experts to answer forum questions. Maybe it's posting archives of member hot seat calls inside the community. Any way of blending it is going to help make it a better, more aligned membership experience. And that's only going to improve and increase your community engagement. The next tip is to make sure that you enable the community building features that some of the more advanced forum platforms like IPboard or Zenforo come with. You know, these platforms typically come with extremely useful features for enhancing the user experience within your community. So things like private messaging, where you can enable your members to have private one-on-one conversations with each other. Member tagging, which allows you to tag another member in a discussion, which then not only automatically links to that member's profile, but will also notify them that they've been mentioned in a conversation, drawing them into that topic. Things like member profiles, where your members can fill in a little bit of info about themselves and find out more about their fellow community members. These platforms have things like status updates, which allow members to post short notes on their profiles about what they're working on, what's in their mind, maybe it's posting questions and so on. So many of these features in software like IPboard and Zenforo, they're inspired by popular social media channels like Facebook and Twitter. So if you're worried about your members not really liking the hosted forum platform and maybe having more of a preference for social media, then enabling these sort of features are going to make it a much easier transition, much more familiar experience for them, and that ultimately will encourage participation. Another top tip is to ensure that you get your team involved in your community. If you have staff working for you, even if it's just subcontractors like virtual assistants and so on, Or maybe you have partners who you're running your membership with. Ensuring that all of your team members take part in your forum is a no-brainer. Not only does it make for more discussion and more activity within your community, because obviously every team member you have is another person who can start conversations and so on, but also having everybody on board representing your business and your brand in your community goes a long, long way towards increasing your presence and visibility to your community members, as well as increasing the chances that your members will have questions answered in a timely fashion, that all your new members will be welcomed in time and all that sort of stuff. Now, if you don't have a team, then you might consider even hiring a virtual assistant for the sole purposes of being a community manager, whose role will include participating daily in the community, posting new conversation threads and so on. Tip number nine is to keep a list of questions and inspiration for new community discussions. Now, as the founder of your membership, you're expected to set the pace. And particularly in the early days, this means that you're going to have to be the one that starts most of the discussions. Now, after time, this will change and you'll find that your members will increasingly post new topics themselves. But until then, you're going to have to come up with a continuous source of ideas for topics to discuss. So to that end, we always recommend using a tool like Evernote or Trello to build an idea bank for discussions in your community. This can prove invaluable for those times where you're sitting there scratching your head thinking, okay, well, what can I post about? What conversations can I start? Anytime you see someone asking a question about your topic, whether it's on social media, in your blog comments, in a Facebook group, maybe it's people emailing you for support, other communities you're part of, take note of that question. 
If you do that and you get in the habit of always documenting and archiving any questions, any inspiration for discussion topics you find, if you build that up, you end up with this extremely valuable resource for fresh, relevant topics that you can start within your community anytime you do find yourself running out of ideas. This sort of crowdsourcing strategy works well for blog articles, podcasts, or even membership content too, but it'll certainly prove valuable when it comes to being that standard bearer in your community, being the one who starts those discussions in the early days. Also make sure that you're regularly sharing blog content from yourself and others into your community. If you're publishing regular blogs, podcasts, videos, or other public content as part of marketing for your membership site, it's worth sharing that inside your membership forum too. Now, not only is this a good excuse for creating a new topic, it's also providing convenience to your paying members. By making it so that they don't have to go and visit your blog or they don't have to be subscribed to your email newsletter in order to keep up to date on the content you're putting out publicly. That convenience is extremely valuable and it's often overlooked within memberships. And again, during those early days of the forum where the pressure is on you to regularly start discussions, this can ease that burden and again it gives an easy in for people to participate you can get discussions going around your latest blog post your latest podcast then again that can just add to the activity and it's more engagement in your community and obviously that all adds up and you build that momentum that's going to carry your community forward and the final tip is to email your members the best bits the highlights from your community on a regular basis If you're relying on your members to proactively visit your forum every day or several times a week without being prompted, you're probably going to find it very difficult to build momentum. You need to be proactive in regularly reminding people that your community exists and to give them a reason to take part. A great way of doing this is by sending out a weekly digest via email of some hand-picked discussions from your community. This is a great way of getting people interested who otherwise may not have been bothered with the community because if somebody sees a topic that they have an interest in or they have knowledge of and they see in your digest that this conversation is going on right now, then they're far more likely to hop in and give their input because you're going to them and giving them a sampling of the sort of conversations that are taking part. You're not relying on them coming to your forum themselves and digging through all the topics and all the discussions there. That weekly digest is such a simple strategy, but it is massively effective for increasing engagement in your community. So just to summarize and go through those tactics we've discussed. One, consider using an on-site forum platform rather than something like a Facebook group. It's going to be a much smoother member experience and as a result, easier to implement into your onboarding strategy for new members. Two, use a seed group. Before you launch, get your beta testers in, get your network in, get them starting conversations. Three, In terms of forum sections, start small. Don't go crazy with 30 or 40 different sections for your forum. Start with six to eight at a maximum. Four, make sure your expectations are realistic and ensure that you're not worrying about your forum being dead or not having enough engagement or what have you when actually you could be doing better than you think you are. Five, make sure that you are the standard bearer, leading by example, driving the community. You're showing up daily, you're starting conversations, you're replying to posts. If you can't be bothered to take part in your forum, nobody else is going to. 
Number six, make sure your community is a key part of your member experience. Find ways to overlap your community and your content and to make your forum, your discussions and all of that an integral part of your membership offering rather than just a separate section. Seven, if your forum platform has these advanced community building features like private messaging, tagging and so on, make sure you have them enabled to provide a far more familiar user interface and user experience for your members. Number eight, if you have a team or if you're running a membership with partners or anyone else in your business, make sure that everybody is actively taking part in your community. Nine, keep a running list of questions and inspirations for discussion topics in your community. This is gonna ensure that you always have something that you can post in order to kickstart conversations inside your forum. 10. If you're publishing public content, blog, video, podcast, make sure you pop a post in your forum promoting that content, linking to it, or maybe even just copying the entire article to give that added convenience to your members and, again, to give you a conversation point where you can get discussion going on around that piece of content. And finally, ensure that you're sending out a regular digest of hand-picked discussions via email to your members. This is a great way of getting people engaged in your community who otherwise perhaps wouldn't even check in with it. So those are 11 proven tactics for starting a new membership community or for kickstarting one that has stagnated a little bit. I'm sure some stuff in there is things that you're already doing, but hopefully there's a few more ideas, a few more tactics that you've got from this episode that you'll be able to implement to give your community a little bit of a kick up the backside. If you've got any ideas of your own for really ramping up engagement and activity inside a membership community, be sure to let me know inside our Facebook group. Head over to talkmemberships.com jump in there, that URL will redirect you to our group. Get yourself in there, there's about 7,000 plus membership site owners and I'd love to hear your thoughts, your experiences or any ideas you have on the community side of things that I haven't covered in today's episode. Or, of course, if you're an Academy member, just to prove that we eat our own dog food, then you will find inside our community we have posted this episode. So, let me know in the replies any thoughts that you've got on the stuff we've discussed in today's show. That's it from me for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in, for downloading this episode. I truly appreciate each and every one of you choosing to spend part of your day with me. Hopefully I've made it worth your while. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com. Do you want to boost your member signups and take your membership to the next level? 
If so, you're not going to want to miss the free webinar that I'm running on Tuesday the 26th of March. It's called Supercharge Your Membership Sales and it is entirely free. During the webinar, you will learn how to level up your core membership sales funnel for more traffic, leads and sales. You'll discover the biggest roadblocks that could be costing you sales right now and most importantly, how to fix them. And we're going to cover the key tactics that you need to have in place to successfully market and scale your membership. Plus, you get the opportunity to tap into my years of expertise in the membership space and have me help solve your current sales and marketing challenges. So, if you want to take your membership sales to the next level, join me on Tuesday, March 26th at 7pm UK time and go to membershipgeeks.com slash webinar. That's membershipgeeks.com slash webinar to secure your free seat today.